This is Ali Ciardo, and this is Photo Field Notes, stories and inspiration from professional photographers. Hi, everybody. Today's interview is with Nick Uliveri, who specializes in food and architecture, and Nick was named Chicago's Artist of the Year. Nick's going to talk to us about how he got started taking photos high above Chicago in a helicopter, among other things. If you're listening to this in iTunes, you can check out the show notes and photos at photofieldnotes.com. You'll also find helpful resources like a template that walks clients through how to schedule photography into their wedding days. All right, let's start the interview. I'm here with Nick Uliveri, who's a full-time commercial photographer living in Chicago, and he's focused on architecture and food, so a really interesting variety. Nick, let's hear your story. How did you get into this type of photography? Sure. Well, first of all, thanks so much for having me on this podcast, Allie. Yeah, thank you. I have been doing photography full-time for almost five years now. I started out, really, it was a family vacation where I kind of picked up the camera and I started taking a lot of photos, and by the time we got back from the trip, uh, you know, the, I was addicted, and I, I kind of kept taking photos, I kept taking more photos, and eventually uh, a family friend of mine needed some photos of an, a construction project uh, that his company was working on, and he asked me if I wanted to do it, and I agreed because I thought it would be awesome to get outside, take photos, be on a construction site, and you know, when I was on that project, that's kind of when it hit me that, you know, I may be able to do this professionally. And at the time, I was working at a PR and marketing firm, and, uh, you know, that kind of helped me work in the commercial photography portion. And a couple projects later, I, I left my job in the PR firm, and I started my own photography business. Okay, going back, I think people always gloss over this part, and I think that that leap is probably one of the most interesting parts. Tell me a little bit more about the learning curve and especially the, let's talk about the food photography and the architectural photography. Where did you start out doing those when you were still at your full-time job or did you kind of fall into that later? Um, I kind of, it, it, it happened around the same time. I think I'd, I'd always been a pretty creative person my whole life. Um, you know, I drew, I colored, I made stuff. Um, but it wasn't until later that photography really hit me, uh, for the food photography part, that's kind of where I really started, I guess, practicing and honing um, my skills when I first turned professional, so to speak. Uh, my dad's in the restaurant business. And he's been, I mean, he's been in the restaurant business before I was born. So I've grown up around food my whole life. So I've appreciated food. Um, I like to eat food. And, you know, the restaurant business was never for me, but, you know, photographing a lot of uh, his restaurant's food was kind of my way of staying uh, connected to the business. So uh, the food portion was a somewhat natural fit for me just because I like I feel like I knew a lot about food. So photographing it seemed pretty natural. He, is he in the Chicago area? Yes. Okay. Yes. So you were able to basically use that for practice, the food within yeah, exactly. where he's working. And how did you technically learn? Did you just teach yourself everything or did you seek out a mentor? How did you get to feel comfortable? I mean, it was, it was, I really did teach myself. I did take a class um, at the Chicago Photography Center uh, way back when. Yeah, me too. Um, That's where I started. That was, yeah, it was really <laughs> cool. I, I enjoyed it a lot, but really the most um, eye-opening part of that class for me was learning about the uh, Adobe Lightroom and how to edit the photos because I, I always kind of felt like uh, the creativity and the, um, you know, just kind of the, the photographic vision came 
pretty naturally to me, but I didn't really know how to take those photos to the next level. So once I learned about Lightroom um, and, you know, the, edit, the process of editing and really kind of making your photos look how you want them to look, uh, that's when it really kind of, I feel like I, my photos kind of went to the next level. Um, and tell me about your first paid client. Where did they come from? How did you figure out how much to charge and what was the job? Oh, man. So my first paid client, uh, I kind of mentioned him a little bit before. He is a friend of uh, the family who saw some of the photos. I was trying to uh, win a photo contest, and I had an online photo contest, and I had you know, shared the link with friends and family and asked them to share it with their friends and family. And uh, he saw some of the work, and like I said, he needed photos of a construction project. Uh, my client, he's like a property development realtor, um, and that's kind of where the architecture stuff started to come in. But this project in particular was um, a they're building this new plaza and recladding a building with uh, new windows, uh, like a mid-rise downtown. So I thought it was super cool because I got to be on the construction site. And I'd, I'd stop by, uh, you know, one or two times a week to kind of get project update photos. But, you know, the business portion of it was really, really tough. You know, uh, pricing photography and, uh, you know, kind of, just running the day-to-day business varies so much from photographer to photographer and really depends on what type of things you're shooting and what your client needs. So it's, it was really challenging. And I think that was one of the hardest things for me when I first started out is because you could ask 10 people what to charge and you get 10 different answers. So it was a lot of trial and error, you know, it was kind of researching online, just trying to get an idea of, you know, what the going rate is, Tying that back to well, you know, my my love my level of uh, expertise is still pretty low. I don't really know what I'm doing, but you know, you just kind of have to keep trying. And specifically with architecture, I feel like, and maybe because I do something so different, um, and I I only really play around with architecture in the sense of maybe photographing my new kitchen or something just for fun. Right. So I realize that's a pretty technical area, and now. And I, I would say, and maybe again, it's because I don't do it. I feel like the learning curve is maybe steeper, maybe not. So how did you really get to learn the ins and outs of getting the perfect photo of a building or a room? Uh, well, I just, I do it. I practice it. You know, I, I don't do it just for my clients, you know, particularly with my cityscape work. You know, it's, when I go out and shoot the city, it's not just for fun. You know, it's it, it really is a practice. So. I'm taking a lot of photos. I'm trying to get feedback. I'm editing a lot. You know, I spend so much time working on my photos for images that, you know, a lot of people may never see um, just because it's, uh, I'm, I'm trying to constantly, you know, hone my skills and my technique. Uh, you know, a lot of it, it's, it was just a matter of kind of like, sometimes you just know when you like something and you try and emulate that or, uh, you know, it, it's, making small tweaks or, you know, being really critical of your own photos and not being satisfied. Uh, you know, I always, I always try and find something wrong with one of my photos to try and learn from the next time. But, you know, again, it was just doing it a lot over and over and people started to like the results. So I started to feel like I was doing something right. Okay. So now you've been at this for five years. Where are your clients coming from? 
Um, a lot of most of my clients, I would say it's, it's word of mouth, word of mouth or referrals for the most part. Um, I, I get a lot coming through social media as well. Uh, and, a, you know, for social media is kind of strange because even though it, it's, it kind of seems like out of the blue, a lot of people who I interact with, you know, through Twitter, Instagram, end up reaching out to me or uh, sometimes I reach out to people to try and collaborate and that turns into projects. So it's been a pretty, um, organic business model. I, you know, I don't really do any paid advertising. So it's, it's really been important to me to kind of stay active on social media and, uh, you know, keep connected with my clients because a lot of times new clients come from old clients. Yeah. But I think you're really unique in that you have grown. I know at least your Instagram following, it looks like is over 14,000. You have 14.2 thousand followers on Instagram. And you're saying you're actually getting business from this. Did you do this intentionally or did it kind of, you just started putting pictures out there and people started being interested because they're beautiful pictures. How did that grow? What was the progression of that? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, Instagram's been really awesome. I really enjoy it. Um, you know, it's, it's great to share photos, but the Instagram community itself of photographers is really cool. So, you know, that's kind of why I stay with it is because I've, I've met a lot of cool photographers and we've done a lot of cool things. But in terms of getting business from it, I didn't really start out to do that. You know, all of the work, at least most of the work I post, is really just stuff I've taken for fun or it may be stuff I've taken on a client shoot, but it's not really, you know, it's not like a quote unquote, you know, promoted Instagram post. You know, I, I have been approached by some brands to say, hey, will you take a photo and post it on your Instagram feed? But I mean, every time that's happened, it really hasn't been something that I thought would fit with the style I post. So yeah, I mean, it's really, it's really kind of just, I guess, like a, an ongoing portfolio of my work, really. And it seems like some people who need photos of the type of work I do, um, you know, if they enjoy my feed, they end up reaching out to me. And on your Instagram feed, I see a lot of photos taken from, I think they're from helicopters. Yes. How did that start? Uh, So the aerial work I started doing um, happened, actually, it's like two summers ago now. I was working with a client who they operate golf courses uh, and I was shooting a golf course on the South side of Chicago. It's called Harbor side and it's a really flat course. I mean, it undulates a little bit, but there aren't any trees. There, there's no elements that kind of bring your eye upward. So I'm like, you know, these it photographs quite flat, you know, maybe we should think about getting up above it in a helicopter. So, you know, luckily they, they agreed to it. And, you know, my first aerial shoot was of a golf course and the photos were really cool. It provided a really interesting perspective on the course and I fell in love with it as well. So, you know, eventually I kind of reconnected with the pilots that I worked with on that project. And, you know, I did a few more flights that I did personally, you know, I, I kind of, I guess you could say I invested in myself so I can get more practice and kind of build up my portfolio. And uh, now, you know, I've got quite a few actual projects that, uh, you know, I do for clients from the air. So it's, it's been really fun. I, I really enjoy it because it's such a, a neat way to see the city and really anywhere you fly over. No kidding. So you basically invested, took a little bit of a risk to get your portfolio built. And then once clients saw that, they wanted it. Exactly. You know, I didn't know if it would pay off, but I, I think it did. And 
you know, even if even if it didn't, I, I still I still got some cool photos for myself. So I, I'd call it a win. And a cool experience. How was that yeah. different taking pictures from a moving helicopter high above the the world? Yeah, it's it's challenging. You know, during the day, it's it, it's easier. But yeah, you have to you have to. Um, there's a lot of different forces and factors you're dealing with that you aren't when you're on the ground. The helicopter's shaking and moving, so you have to use a faster shutter speed. You know, you really have to adjust your settings so that it's easier to get sharp in focus shots because the vibrations can, you know, kind of add a little blur or kind of, you know, throw off your composition. And, you know, when you're turning and banking, you kind of get sideways a little bit. So your your sense of horizon is thrown off a little bit. So, yeah, it's, it's challenging. You, you, re, you have to take more pictures than you probably would when you're, you're on the ground because a lot of times what you see through the viewfinder doesn't quite look straight or natural when you get it, you know, back onto your computer. You know, you may have felt like you were you're straight up and down or, you know, you have good vertical lines, but it's, you know, twisted 20 degrees to the right. Right. And you want to get it right because it's not an easy one to reshoot. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm picturing, having never taken pictures out of a helicopter before, this might sound silly, but are you, it's like the door open? How are you getting these shots? Yeah, we actually fly with the doors off so that we're not shooting through windows or glass and there's no, um, you know, kind of no glare or reflections you have to worry about. So it, it really kind of, you know, literally opens it up, you know, you have almost, you know, 180 degrees field of view. Are you just tied? Are you tied in somehow? So you're not yeah, I mean, you know, wear seatbelts, I know, and some uh, some people wear harnesses if they're hanging out, but, you know, the seatbelt is, is pretty okay. A lot of times when you're turning and you're kind of facing the ground, the, the G-force is kind of pushing you in your seat anyway, so you never really feel like you're going to fall out, uh, which is nice. Uh, that helps a lot. <laughs> Nice. That's funny. Okay, well, that's really cool. Let's talk now about how you were named Choose Chicago's Artist of the Year. How did that happen? Sure. Well, a couple years ago, I was contacted by someone at the tourism office, and they said, hey, we do this Artist of the Year program. You should check it out. I'm like, oh, yeah, this sounds awesome. I totally want to do it. So I I interviewed with uh, the selection committee. It was two years ago, and uh, you know, it didn't, didn't work out that year, which I'm kind of happy because I was able to get a lot more cool stuff. But October, November, I, I kind of went through the interview process again, and I eventually was named the Artist of the Year, which is really, really cool honor. I, you know, I love the city of Chicago, so getting to work with their tourism office is just super cool. So do you do work for the tourism office now, or is it more kind of a badge of honor? Well, it's a little bit of both. The main goal is is that I produce a lot of work for them that they then are able to give out to organizers of conferences, dignitaries, visitors of the city. So I've been producing a lot of prints on you know big canvases. So that's kind of my medium for this project. But I'm also hoping I've, I've kind of been working with their social media team as well. Uh, and some other Instagram photo groups to kind of do some cool photo events throughout the year and just to kind of help Chew Chicago promote their tourism through photos. Nice. Okay. So really quickly, walk me through, I know there's no real such thing as a day in the life, but maybe walk me through a week in the life of Nick. What, (laughs) or pick a week. What is your, what does it look like for you? Where are you working from? How often are you up in helicopters? What does this look like? Well, I mean, it's, What's so crazy is that it can vary so much from week to week. But in general, I guess, you know, like if, if I have a shoot on any particular 
if I have a shoot in one week, I will go out, I will do my shoot. And honestly, I feel like for the rest of the week, I'm pretty much sitting in front of my computer. Either it's, you know, editing photos, you know, uploading the photos, working on project proposals. I have to do my QuickBooks accounting and, and social media. So there's, I guess, a small bit of it where it's, it's kind of glamorous. Like if I am going up in a helicopter, but you know, the rest of the time it's, you know, I, I have to be every different department in any regular business. So yeah, a lot of times I'm just sitting at my desk working on whatever it is I need to get done. And you're, so you're putting these proposals together. Are you coordinating, are you including the cost of the helicopter? Are you coordinating all of that yourself? Yes. So yeah, I, I work with the pilots to get the flight time or depends on if I need to rent stuff or, but yeah, I do, I do uh, everything pretty much on my own. I mean, my wife helps me a little bit with, a, you know, some things, but for the most part, it's, you know, it's a sole proprietorship. So I don't have any, you know, full-time employees or anything like that. So it's, it's pretty interesting. It's fun. Okay. So leaving everybody today, what have you, if you had to kind of give one piece of advice or your biggest lesson learned, or maybe the hardest thing or biggest fear, what kind of advice would you want to leave with other people who are photographers or want to be photographers? I think you need to take a chance. Actually, I should say this. I know there's so many people who are talented in photography. You know, there are people who take way better photos than me. But I think the key to doing photography for a living is, if that's what you want to do, really is the business portion of it. You know, like I said, if if I have a, a photo shoot on one for any given week and I'm out shooting for a day, the other four days are spent editing and, you know, working on new projects or satisfying the needs of other clients if they need edits. So really... It's about customer service and focusing on your business. It's important to have an accountant. It's important to have a web developer who can make your online presence seem more professional. So, you know, a lot of what goes on in what you see in the photos really happen because of all the, the time and energy spent on the back end of the business. All right, Nick, thank you so much for sharing your story. This was fun. Thank you. I really appreciate it. If you like this episode, I'd love for you to leave a review on iTunes to help others find it. On next week's episode, you'll hear from Christy Ryan from Blush Wedding Photography. Christy's going to talk about how she's built a wedding business that takes her around the world to work with clients who absolutely adore her. I was going to Europe just to see some friends, and I found a wedding dress, and I found a model, and I found a makeup artist, and you know, it took some legwork, but I shot it, and it turned out amazing. And I honestly booked a whole year's worth of work from this one shoot I did in Europe.